Welcome back to the Stay Hype Podcast, where I help you heighten your personal experience through my own experience on this earth. I'm your host, Kristen, and today's experience that I'm going to talk about is a much more sensitive one and one that I have been putting off and processing and just kind of delaying talking about until I felt comfortable, rightfully so. So just want to put a trigger warner, trigger warning that um, this episode is going to be involving sexual assault and abuse. So if that is something that is very challenging and, and difficult for you to listen to, I totally understand if this is not the podcast for you today. I have many other episodes that you can listen to that have nothing to do with this that are just as beneficial. But um, that being said, talking about my sexual assault and trauma um, has been a lot more challenging for me than I thought it would be. And it made me realize how much the dissociation over the last 22 years, well, actually more than that, 22 plus years, it's made me realize how much I've dissociated from how I truly have felt and to be honest it's feeling like it's something new for me you know Um, I have the memories of things that happened but as far as being dissociated from the feelings and the event itself and having no memory or recollection or not wanting to face it I'm learning new details and I'm learning new feelings every day um This was something that I finally came to terms with and that was shown to me in 2021 when I was at the end of a very, very, very toxic relationship that was just pushing me to the brink and um, was the catalyst for me really wanting to dive deep in myself and understand myself because, you know, intimacy has been something that has been really, really scary for me. Um, all of my life, I've always felt like I could vibe with men and be so charming and charismatic and have so much fun. I'm a fun person to be around. I can get along with just about anyone. But where I always feel like I fall short is in the intimacy aspect. And that is because um, I wasn't aware and wasn't ready to face what happened to me in my childhood and it's because I've carried so much shame around what has happened and I don't want to carry shame anymore and I know that it is a big part of my mission here to be completely transparent about my pain and it's taken me you know about two and a half years of really working through my pain intentionally and every single day consistently. This is the most consistent that I've ever been in my life, I feel, because I know that it's part of my mission to really understand myself on a deep level so that I can really empathize and help other people feel less alone in their own trauma. And unfortunately, sexual trauma in our society is just astronomical. Um, The numbers are staggering when you go younger when it comes to children and being a child victim survivor of sexual assault. um, I just feel like I can't keep quiet. I know already 
my stories and just me sharing has helped so many people. And I know that um, if you're listening and this resonates with you, I really hope that this helps you too and um, helps you feel less alone. But today I want to focus on the dissociation and how that impacted my relationships, my intimate relationships. And so dissociation is when our brain, you know, compartmentalizes things that happen to us because it's just too traumatic for us to process, especially at a young age. I was around 12 or 13 when the actual assault happened, but um, I was being groomed from a very young age um, from my mom's boyfriend at the time. Um, so um, hold on. I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Dissociation. Okay, so the event happened when I was around 12 or 13, and I woke up the next day like nothing happened. I just completely dissociated from the sexual assault and that it even happened. And through processing and going to therapy and sitting with myself and journaling, I realized it was because of the shame, the deep, deep shame that I felt that I had done something wrong because of the grooming that led up to the actual incident because I was so young, it made me feel like maybe I was asking for it or we were doing some secret thing. And even though it made me really uncomfortable, I just didn't feel like I could tell anyone or say no, you know, um, when it came to the grooming, but then the actual assault itself, the actual physical assault, um, I just pretended that it didn't happen. I just pretended that it didn't happen and I still continued to share same space with this person because he moved in with us and I just got Christmas presents and just forced myself to just pretend that I wasn't uncomfortable even though every time we were alone I was very very uncomfortable and so the dissociation was for survival it was for um for me to get to the point where I was ready to actually process and handle the gravity of what happened to me. And I think that so many of us um, have done similar things uh, as, far, as far as the dissociation. Um, and some of us are just coming to terms with it 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years later. And I just want you to know that you're not alone and you're not um, being just just trying to cause chaos. You know, you're not just trying to disrupt the peace by bringing up something that happened so long ago. And I always feel that intuitively that I need to say that when I talk about it, because we can think, and at least I know I did that, oh, this happened 20 years ago. Do I really want to hurt my mom and just cause all this stuff? Cause now everything's going to change. This is so serious. Do I really want to do this? And, um, yeah, the answer is yes, I deserve to finally speak my truth. And so after 20 plus years of dissociation, being in a very toxic relationship that really pushed me to dive deeper, like I said. And um, I finally was like, okay, God, I am ready to see the truth. I was in a very, very bad emotional state, physical state at this time, very weak, um, just not, not in a good place. And finally, all the memories flooded back. I just asked, please show me, why do I have all these intimacy issues? I'm tired of wearing this mask and feeling so disempowered in relationships. I'm tired of not having boundaries. Why do I feel so bad saying no? What is wrong with me? And then 
all the memories flooded back in and my body just had such a physiological response, like um, visceral, like I don't even, like I was shaking and I immediately called my sister because I, I knew, I was like, I don't want to dissociate from this again. I don't want to, this is hurting me. I need to deal with this. This is making my relationships really, really challenging. So I called my sister and at the time she was in the car with my whole family coming home from Disney. So I was like, okay, I can't, like, I need her to be in private. I don't want to tell anybody else. And as soon as I hung up with my sister, my best friend, Louie, that I met in LA on 1111 in 2018, November 11th, he ended up calling me and I debated on answering because I knew how heavy it was. And I knew that the state that I was in, I'm not going to be able to just, just to fake this, you know, right now. And I don't, you know, and then I realized I don't have to with this, per with him because I trust him. And so I answered and he was the first person that I ever told. And it was just such a whew, relieving moment, scary, everything all at once. And I realized now looking back, the biggest part of the relief that I felt in finally telling my secret is I asked him, do you believe me? Do you believe me that I'm telling the truth? And he said, of course I believe you. What do you, what do you mean? I, of course I believe you. And that's just, it just made me cry so much because I think I had such that, well, I know I had such a deep rooted fear of not being believed. And I know that's very common among victims, um, particularly in sexual assault. So yeah, that was in 2021. So from early 2000s until 2021, I have been carrying the secret and it has impacted my ability to show up in relationships the way I have always wanted to. And it has caused such low self-esteem and such uh, self-doubt and just feeling... Um, unworthy feeling like I'm not in charge of my body and feeling very undeserving of pleasure. And, you know, for years I was numb in my sacral chakra, my, my womb space. I was numb. I never, after that, I just went completely numb. I just completely shut it down. And so sex was always something that was just uh, a chore for me because I never felt anything and I never felt safe with anyone to really open up and be vulnerable with what's going on. And I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was just broken, quote unquote. That's how I would introduce myself to men. I'm broken. Don't worry about pleasuring me through, you know, sex, like actual penetration. We can just do other things. So don't worry about it. I'm good. And then when you pair that with magazines like Cosmo that have such just misinformation and you read, oh, the majority of women just, they're only 13% of women climax. So you're normal if you never have an orgasm from, you know, penetration. And so when you read that, you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is just, I'm just like one of the unlucky ones that, you know, God didn't choose to experience pleasure, I guess. And then we realize that the other part of the statistics that they don't talk about in Cosmo magazine is the other 75% of women who've had some type of sexual assault. And I'm speaking from the perspective of women because that's what I identify as, but this is the numbers are even more staggering in men, but very underreported. I um, have my degree in criminology and believe it or not, during this whole time of dissociation, I wrote my thesis paper <laughs> on sexual assault. Okay. If, if God was not trying to wake me up to my truth, 
I don't know what is. I mean, it was so clear, but I just didn't see it in me. I could see it in everyone else and I could empathize with everyone else, but I just couldn't acknowledge it within myself. It was just too traumatic for me to, to acknowledge that this is something that actually happened to me. Um, but everything makes sense now. The fear of intimacy, the things that I used to be turned on by, different fantasies that uh, were kind of disturbing for me and not to knock anything. I think we can all have sexual fantasies, but some of my fantasies were very violent and I didn't understand why and it didn't really resonate with my heart. And I realized it was because of what happened. Certain adult movies that I would watch would be really kind of hard. And I'm going to get into all that in other episodes of this of this um, series that I'm doing because there's a lot of specific things and shame that I have gone through with this trauma that I want to make sure that I make others feel less alone because I am here to be transparent. It's very scary. My heart's racing right now. I definitely am not in a very bright, bold energy, but should I be, you know? And I think that I'm, I'm really stepping into these feelings for once and realizing how much it's contributed to my depression and anxiety and um, low self-esteem that I've really struggled with um, the majority of my life. And so this is the layer that I'm at right now. I've shared and been so transparent with all of my pain with my mother wound and healing my father wound. And I talk so much about my own character development and, and everything. And now this is the next part. This is the next and a really huge piece in setting my soul free. I feel it and I know and I'm ready. And I want to take you along on this journey and make sure that you know that you are not alone in your pain. You are not alone in your uh, um, confusion. You're not alone in your anger, sadness, grief. All of the feelings that you're feeling are so valid and um, if you feel like no one believes you, I believe you, I believe you. And, um, I'm here. I'm here. I really want to open my emails up to anyone who feels like they have no one to talk to. Um, I would love for you to trust and share your story. I don't even have to read it. You can tell me, don't read it, just trash it. But I'm telling you, just getting it out, and especially to someone who really sees you and believes you and understands you, is very, very powerful. So if I can be that for you, I'm open. My email will be in the description. So I think that is all I can handle today as far as talking about it. I told myself that I'm not going to pressure myself to have a certain time frame or length or to, to be as organized because I'm still processing this and I realize I'm a verbal processor and so my podcast and me going live and making content is actually very healing for me and it just simultaneously helps others and that's the beauty in just being yourself and being honest and so I hope that this episode, if this is something that resonates with you personally, I hope that this empowers you to know that you're not alone and that your story matters and that the truth hurts but it does set you free and I am freeing myself with every single word. So on that note, I am going to end it here. Please follow me on Instagram or TikTok at underscore state hype. I go live on TikTok Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and Sundays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. It is a very powerful part of my day and I love sharing it 
with you guys. We do readings and breath work and sound healing. It's a whole smorgasbord of healing over there. So if you need some support and maybe right now um, it's a little too expensive for you to uh, get therapy or something like that, there's a community that I'm building, not to say that this is a replacement of therapy, still get into therapy, but if you need some immediate support right now, the community that we're building is so forthcoming, like welcoming and just loving and we get real there. So you will feel seen and heard in some way. I promise you that. Um, thank you for holding space for me. <laughs> thank you for loving me and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.